Welcome to the Passion Points Radio Show with your host, Ronald Kern. He's the founder of many successful companies, a sought-after speaker, life and business consultant, magazine columnist, and author of Passion in Action. Tune in and explore relevant and pertinent opportunities that can help you with both personal and professional development. 30 minutes of Passion Points starts now. Here's your hosts, Ron and Lisa Kern. Welcome, everybody, and happy Saturday to you. We are excited to spend some time with you, and we are very happy that you tuned into our show. In the next 30 minutes, we hope to help you um, with some personal and or professional development. And my co-host, she's back, is Lisa Kern, my bride. Good afternoon. And we want to thank you again for listening to our show. Before we dig in, I just want to let you guys know that if you sign up for our newsletter, you are going to become part of the Passion Points community, and we are going to email you a free gift. And it's uh, pretty cool stuff. It's uh, five steps to find your passion, and we wrote that specifically for you. And you can register and learn everything about us at mypassioninaction.com or passionpointsradioshow.com. You can also learn more from Lisa or about Lisa and I. Um, purchase our book, Passion in Action. Read our blog and a plethora of other things such as our social media links and all of that fun stuff. So just go to mypassioninaction.com or passionpointsradioshow.com. So today we are going to be speaking on a topic that is going to probably in some instances strike a nerve to you. It did for me. And it's about being authentic and authenticity, uh, being honest with yourself. So we can all fib and kind of put on a show for others, but it's very difficult to hide that from yourself. So Lisa, what do you have here? Well, this could be a really deep subject and it could go on and on and on, but I've tried to condense it down a little bit to uh, relate to what we like to talk about here on the show. Um, And basically we're relating it to passion because that's what this is all about. So in order to live your life with passion, you need to live with joy. And joy is another packed topic, but I'm just going to break it down according to Theopedia, which says, Joy is a state of mind and an orientation of the heart. It is a settled state of contentment, confidence, and hope. It is something that provides a source of happiness. So the word joy appears 88 times in the Old Testament, 57 times in the New Testament. Wait, wait, how many times? 88 times in the Old Testament, 57 times in the New Testament. Wow. And I think the key words in that definition is it is a settled state of contentment. I think a lot of people have a really hard time finding contentment just because of the fact that they have a really hard time being settled at all. There's so much going on in our lives and the world is full of static noise that we just have a hard time kind of coming to terms with what's going on in our own head. Um, We may be consciously or unconsciously trying to avoid what's going on in our head. Oh, wait, if we're doing unconscious. 
<laughs> like I am typically. I think subconsciously is what you meant there, but I do uh, I do relate to being unconscious and walking, right? Because we just become zombies with everything that's going right. on. Absolutely. So I just wanted to contrast that definition a little bit with what it says in Webster's Dictionary, which to me is kind of more the worldly view of things, right? So one, to experience great pleasure or delight, and two, the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. So you can kind of see the difference between these two definitions. One of them is about things and feeling pleasure and delight, and Theopedia's definition talks about contentment, confidence, and hope. So you can see the difference. There's a big contrast between the worldly view of what joy is and the biblical view of what joy is. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, in Romans 15, chapter 13, we, we read that, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. To me, joy is not just a feeling or an emotion but a way that you choose to live your life. So this show today, we're going to talk a lot about choices that we make and the joy that we feel and what that means and, and how that relates to, you know, being able to really enjoy a fulfilling and passionate life. So whether that's your personal life or your business life, either way, um, you've, you've got to fig figure out a way to find that joy in your life to be able to make that happen. I love what uh, <clears throat> Dan Rusinowski, the uh, NHL Hall of Fame radio announcer uh, for the San Jose Sharks, which is, by the way, our favorite team. Um, you know, I like his quote in my in our book, Passion in Action. Uh, he said, "Instead of chasing the dollar, pursue what you love," and that kind of ties in with mm -hmm. what what you're uh, referring to. It ties in with the concept of the world's view of what makes you happy versus the biblical view of what makes you happy. Um, and at the very beginning, I said, you, you need joy in order to live your life with passion. Why is that? Um, well, imagine trying to live with passion if you're feeling angry, frustrated, anxious, discouraged, unhappy. These are all normal human emotions, but they shouldn't be constant and pervasive. If these emotions control you, it is important to examine why and how you can change your mindset to release them. Wow. So although we all feel these emotions, that's pretty powerful, actually, because, you know, a lot of people um, with Passion and in Action International, um, our consulting firm, you know, they, they come to us and say, why, why isn't my passion? I'm doing what I love or I think I am. Um, and can you help? And, you know, you just said it right there. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to live your life with passion and living your life with passion is supposed to and will bring you joy. But if you're frustrated or ticked off or discouraged, it is. It's kind of like if you're in a really, 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 really bad mood and you try to go smile I mean, it's it's fake. So yeah. I, you've really hit something. I think a majority of people out there um, are running up against, and that might be one of the blocks, um, uh, roadblocks in front of them to really feel that joy and that contentment. Um, that's powerful stuff. It's real hard to be content if you are constantly under stress about 
expectations, especially other people's expectations of you, I think. And and when you get into that mindset of, of feeling angry or frustrated or anxious, it makes you feel powerless. And if you feel powerless to make changes, it'll be difficult to live in fulfillment and joy. Many times our feelings of negativity are based in our past experiences, which have created beliefs in our minds that limit us and they limit our ability to be joyful. Mm. Well, I'm just going to be rattling off quotes from my book because it's uh, really relating to this topic. Um, here's a passion point um, on uh, my piece uh, of the book, and it just exactly relates to what you said. Stop comparing yourself to others as a gauge for your self-worth. There is no such scale, and you have strength, beauty, skills, dreams, ideas, value, and you are loved by many. Add passion into the mix, put it into action, and you'll be unstoppable. So everybody always compares themselves to others. And, mm -hmm. you know, your, your big quote that I use all the time is, um, you know, if you rely on others to provide you happiness or if your joy and contentment and peace comes only from external uh, sources, you're going to be miserable all yeah. the time because right. everybody's going to fail you at one point. And my, and my chair is squeaking, so I apologize for that. <laughs> well, we talked a couple of shows ago about the difference between internal motivation and external motivation, and this kind of relates to that as well. If you're seeking external gratification, you're going to find the road really challenging. If somebody tells you, for example, that you're beautiful, but you don't believe that in your mind, you're not going to accept it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you do believe that within yourself, then you don't need that external praise to be happy. So when it comes to happiness and contentment, it's a lot more about what you believe inside yourself than it is what other people are telling you. Mm. And that's pretty powerful. A lot of people really don't understand that concept at all. And Ryan Smith, <laughs> I swear, this is, I, do, I do my work and Lisa does her work for the show. And so we really don't know what we're talking about uh, prior to sh starting the show, which is kind of fun. But everything I wrote down is, is matching what you are talking about. Ryan Smith, who is in our book, one of his passion points is, it all comes down to what you think. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. So as we get further into this topic, um, you know, we're going to kind of flesh that out a little bit more and how, how that operates. Um, another thing from the Bible, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's Nehemiah 8.10. Um, and, and I think it's important that we turn to the Lord for our joy and our contentment because he provides everything that we need. Have you ever heard the phrase, money can't buy happiness? Mm -hmm. Do you know that other people can't make you happy either? There are no external circumstances that can provide you with joy. If you don't understand what is happening inside of your mind, nothing on the outside will ever have a lasting effect. Now, I'm sure there's somebody out there disagreeing 100%. Um, because money can bring you a lot of materialistic things. Um, and it can, I believe by, it can't buy, but it can rent happiness for a very short time. <laughs> right. Because someone will sit out there saying, well, if I had, if I had all the money in the world, I wouldn't have to worry about my bills. And then that would make me more content and peace. And I wouldn't feel mm -hmm. so much stress. Right. Right. And and so how, how what's the best way to respond to those saying this gal's kind of. Well, it's it's a difference between momentary happiness and lasting happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can be you can feel the security of 
wealth or, you know, even just having enough to pay your bills. Obviously, that releases a source of stress for a lot of people if you don't have to constantly be worrying about that. But it's not something that provides you internal contentment. It's not something that will have a lasting joy for you because your circumstances with money can change today or tomorrow. And you could, you know, you could lose everything or you could gain everything. You don't know what that's going to be. So if you're seeking that source of contentment from those things, it's not going to last forever. So why do you feel that so many people, um, even though it's blasted in front of us and, and the TV and movie and, and everything about money, 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 money. And people, I think, know that money is just a way to purchase materialistic things but why don't people understand that if you if if money truly brought happiness then why are all of these celebrities killing themselves miserable doping it up drugs you name it usually to death um, they use it until death I mean the list of that goes on and on and on and on and on and on they had all the money in the world and they had all the people around them telling them how great they were. And, and so if money truly solves problems, then why is there this constant uh, epidemic? This is nothing new. Uh, this constant epidemic of having a ton of money is proven time and time again that it doesn't always you know, make your life Better. smooth and <laughs> well, wonderful. Part of it is that... When you have a lot of money, especially the amounts that you're talking about with celebrities and, and that, it really just creates a whole new set of problems. And, and most people don't understand that because they've never had that amount of money. But it's true. Um, you know, you don't when you have that much money, I think you just you don't know who your real friends are. You know, there's a lot of other issues that go along with that. And and many of them don't know how to manage their money or they have people that are constantly trying to rip them off. That creates trust issues. I mean, there's just... But the bottom line is, is that truly money, like you said, cannot buy happiness. Right. But I wanted to delve in because I know somebody out there was thinking, well, if I had $5 million, if I had $100,000, I'd be happy. Watch me. Give it to me. Prove it. Well... Right. Yeah. And you could be for a time. Very, very but temporarily. But it doesn't, doesn't create the lasting fulfillment in your life. I mean, it's temporary, like you said. And and while it may give you some freedom to do some other things that you might not have the freedom to do now, um, it, it still isn't going to fill the void that you have in your heart if you don't understand true contentment. We'll return to the Passion Points radio show in just a moment. Passion Point supports Limitless, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide adaptive individuals with support, education, financial resources, and a global community social network. Learn about the Limitless Challenge, where the adaptive community will engage in a physical experience that will empower and enable them to go beyond their limits. Along with their teams, each will journey to the top of Table Rock on June 4th. To learn more, go to LimitlessLife.org. That's L-I-M-B-I-T-LessLife.org or call 495-5642. Now back to today's Passion Points radio show with your hosts, Ron and Lisa Kern. Could it be, con could it be also compared to, uh, you know, I'm sure there's times in, in our listeners' lives as well as mine where God was really a focus Um I mean, like 
daily prayers times two and and all of the just I had this wonderful communication and uh, relationship going and life seemed to be much better because I was centered in, in everything that God brings. Mm-hmm. But as you veer away or maybe not pursue that relationship, things kind of get worse. So it's temporarily I was happy or mm-hmm. and then I kind of got comfortable, I guess, and then moved outside of, of yeah. my worship. So not comparing God to money by any means, but um, well, it's just human nature. It's just human nature that we have our habits and a lot of um, a lot of our actions are based in habits and false beliefs. So, you know, it's easy to get off track. It's really easy to do. And, and it takes a constant, you know, maintenance, I guess you could say, to um, have a relationship with God and to have a relationship with your husband or wife. And, um, you know, all of those things, they do take work and you have to just maintain it. I love what Will Harcourt, uh, one of his passion points uh, out of our book his quote was, don't do it for the money, awards, or to feel secure. Do it for the joy and to give that joy to others. Joy. That's what we're talking Isn't about. Isn't that crazy? Yep. And it's true. I mean, I personally know people who have what most would consider a perfect life. They paint a picture of wealth, success, family, great job. But, you know, they've ended up divorced and miserable and and so there's a lot to do with expectations. There's a lot to do with what you see isn't the whole picture. It's really easy to look at somebody's life, especially now with social media. You can get on Facebook and somebody goes on vacations and they just bought a new car and whatever, whatever. It it looks like everything is just perfect in their life, but you don't really, really know. They're only going to show you the good parts. You don't really know what's going on in their head or in their family. Um, you know, they might have an ailing parent. They might have who knows what's going on. And And so... When you start comparing yourself to those people, it's really easy to get discouraged and think, wow, I'm just such a failure. I, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not making it. I'm not keeping up with them and look at how great they're doing. But it's an unfair judgment because you don't know. You don't really know what they're going through unless you're really, really close friends with them and you spend time with them, you know. So you, you could have a really false perception about what's going on. If somebody out there says, yeah, you know, um, I think this might be part of the reason why I'm not being or feeling fulfilled, um, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to go into depth that how does one become authentic, more authentic <laughs> with themselves and how... Yes, absolutely. And how... How do you, I mean, you can lie to yourself enough that maybe you start believing it, but that too only goes so far. So people lie to themselves all the time. And I'm going to get a little more into that as well. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) I'm just going to throw out a contrasting example to my, to my wealthy friend scenario. And that is, I, I also have a friend that lives very frugally in a really, really small place and doesn't have a lot, but he spends his days doing exactly what he wants, and he enjoys every moment, always thankful for each day and every opportunity that comes his way. He can take that and look at it and go, wow, this is an exciting day for me because I can go do this. I can choose my, you know, I can choose what I want to do today. He's not controlled by having to maintain a facade of success or wealth or whatever it might mean to other people. He's just happy in his own life because he's grateful for what he does have. Mm. And that's something that's really hard to do. It's a it's a society of compa- comparison that we live in, and so, you know, we we're constantly under barrage of media 
of beautiful people, of wealthy people, of successful people. And that's kind of the American dream in a sense, but but it creates this whole cycle of expectation of yourself and comparison that is really devastating to a lot of people. It, if you feel like your life owes you something, it's really difficult to live in gratitude. And if you're busy comparing your life to other people's lives, feeling disappointed because you don't have what they have, it's going to be impossible to find joy. So I have this quote here mm. that kind of illustrates that, and it's by Debbie Ford. It says, Resentments and grudges are two of the main culprits that perpetuate cycles of self-abuse and victimhood. Stowed away inside you like parasites, they deplete you of your God-given life force and separate you from your inherent worth, your joy, and the love in your heart. Mm. So people do tend to get in this cycle of, you know, feeling victimized, of feeling powerless, of not being able to have control of their lives. And, and it does, it just festers inside of you and, and it sucks out your joy. Could you read that quote again? Absolutely. Resentments and grudges are two of the main culprits that perpetuate cycles of self-abuse and victimhood. Stowed away inside you like parasites, they deplete you of your God-given life force and separate you from your inherent worth, your joy, and the love in your heart. And I like the part about inherent worth. That's... That's a God-given thing. You are worthy of being joyful. You are worthy of having happiness and love. Mm. So resentments and grudges are, I guess, not good, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, they're, they're, I just, mean... they're just two of the emotions that we feel Um that cause this feeling of helplessness, that things are out of your control. And, you know, you can be resentful because something bad happened. You can hold a grudge against somebody. And that just sits inside of you and allows you or doesn't allow you, I guess, to be able to move forward. And meanwhile, the person that you're losing sleep over or uh, you're holding this grudge and resentment, it, it's damaging you. And they're probably, they have no clue. Yeah. They might know that you're mad, but they have no clue what the extent. And they're just going along their merry way. Right, right, right. Wow. I think we have a tendency to ask, why don't things go my way? And if you hear the message behind that, if you really break that down, it's a feeling that what happens to you is out of your control. And, of course, there are certainly things that happen that you can't control, but you are always in control of your choices. People lose sight of that. Your choice to how you respond to things, that is always there. Nobody can take that away from you. And so to, to sit in that resentment or feeling of helplessness, um, you know, it's normal human emotion, but, but it's, it's really a choice that you're making. You can wallow in it or you can choose to take action in a different way. Or even more importantly, you can reframe it in your mind. And what does that mean? <laughs> so... Believe it or not, you can actually choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice. And you can choose how you react to a situation. And when you can fully grasp that, you're going to be free to accept all of life's blessings. In fact, you might see blessings in situations that you might have not seen before. Mm. Um, we all have many gifts and opportunities to experience them. And we just have to make the choice to do so. It's the context in which we view a situation that is important. So if your mind believes that the circumstances are good 
or bad or unfair or fulfilling or disappointing or whatever, whatever is set in your mind, um, then those beliefs will frame it in that context. You're going to, you're going to look at that situation in that light because that's what you're believing already. This is why you can view something negatively when it happens and then later look back and say, wow, that turned out differently than I thought it would. It's led to something better. For example, maybe you've been in a relationship that broke up and at the time it's devastating, right? You think your life is over and nothing will ever be good again. Um, but maybe a couple years down the, the road, you found the love of your life and you look back and you go, wow, you know, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have found this other thing that's even better. And so in that moment, you're reframing that whole situation. It's the same exact situation. Nothing has changed. You still broke up with that relationship and it happened the way it happened. Nothing is different. But the way you're looking at it is different because now you have a new frame of mind to look at it in. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's your mind is really powerful and you, you know, you have these choices to look at things a certain way. And if you can really examine what beliefs are going on in your mind, you might find that there are discrepancies between reality and what you believe about reality. So um, if you're unable to satisfy the critical voices within you, no amount of external rewards will be satisfying. And we talked about that already mm. a little bit. Y if you're believing you know, your own criticisms, then somebody telling you you're beautiful, you're not going to believe it because you don't think that it's true. <laughs> so we, we oftentimes, you know, we'll say no negative self-talk, no negative self-talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. although you may say it in a joking or sarcastic manner, your brain doesn't always differentiate the truth and what is told to it. I mean, for instance, Michael Jordan I think it was Michael Jordan. Um, he never practiced free throws or rarely, but he would practice them in his mind from grabbing the ball, getting the laces, uh, the lines on the ball just right, envisioning as he laid down, bouncing the ball same number of times, the, the, the shot, the arm extension, the spin on the ball. He would imagine it, everything from start to finish. And the mind, although it wasn't doing it, that's almost identical, if not the same, as going out there right. and, and shooting it. That might be a real bad example, well, no. but I mean... The point is that your mind is so powerful that it you envisioning something or thinking about something to that degree is really the same as you doing it. It's, mm. it's Your mind accepts that as reality. Wow. So um, I have another quote, which is really cool, I think. Um, Today, I choose life. Every morning when I wake up, I can choose joy, happiness, negativity, pain, to feel the freedom that comes from being able to continue to make mistakes and choices. Today, I choose to feel life, not to deny my humanity, but to embrace it. Mm. And that's Kevin Ocon. Um, it's about making choices. You have a ch choice to be happy or to be negative. You can choose joy or you can choose pain. I mean, really, it's hard to grasp that. But but once you do, you have a whole new framework for living your life. Mm. So here's how it all comes together. If you can be authentic with yourself and really get in there and examine what's going on in your head, you can, one, really take a look at your perceptions of circumstances. Two, make a choice to take charge of your attitudes. Three, be aware of all your blessings. And then four, take action in your life.
because you're the only one in control of how you spend your days. And and if you can and if you can become more self-aware and really be authentic with what's going on in your head, you're going to find the pathway to joy a much easier road. Mm, we might have to do another show on on uh, specifics uh, <laughs> on on how to do that because I I think a lot of joy is lacking. Um, natural um, truth, uh, true joy, right? Dale Brown, who's one of the most incredible men um, I've met, and uh, he's uh, in our book. He's the guy that found uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Hall of Fame coach uh, from Louisiana. Just amazing man. His passion point quote from our book is, happiness, freedom, and peace are the three most important things in life. And you cannot find them unless you are giving them to someone else. It's uh, It's been a pleasure uh, spending this Saturday afternoon with you. Uh, if you have missed our previous shows but want to listen to them, it's easy. Just download them from iTunes. Uh, you can go to mypassioninaction.com and click on the iTunes. and It'll take you to where you need to and download all of our previous shows. Keep in mind that our show is listener-sponsored. If you'd like to support the show and help it go so we can continue to reach out and help and impact others in a positive way, we certainly would uh, be appreciative of that. Remember that you are important, you are valued, and you matter. Live with passion, be compassionate, and always try to be a blessing to others. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and until next time, this is Ron and my beautiful bride of almost 25 years come June 6th are signing off, and we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to the Passion Points Radio Show with Ron and Lisa Kern. For more information, download and share this broadcast, or to contact us, please visit PassionPointsRadioShow.com or RonaldAKern.com.